Today's episode of Perf Bites News of the Damned is brought to you by Apica Systems. Companies such as HBO, Activision, and Salesforce trust Apica with their high-scale load testing and synthetic monitoring. If you can build it, Apica can test and monitor it. For more information on Apica's offerings, please visit their website at apicasystems.com. That's A-P-I-C-A systems.com. Make sure you thank Apica for their support of Perf Bites. Hi everybody, it's your old friend Satan here again. You know, it's such an honor to be introducing my favorite podcast on all the hot new high-tech innovations in worldwide evil doing. Seriously, whether it's websites crashing, screwed up load balancers, or messed up routing topologies, you know James will cover it all on the next edition of The News of the Damned. Can you dig it? <laughs> there, there, there he is. There's Larry. He's screaming again. Uh, or, or, or is that you, Howard? I don't like that pitchfork. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. I, I'm sorry, James. I was just getting carried away. And Larry inspires me. What can I tell you? Yeah. So, so everybody, welcome to News of the Damned. It's uh, me and Howard Chorney this evening. Mr. Tomlinson is out with a little bit of a cold. Uh, I think he and uh, Dr. Martha are transferring it back and forth from one to the other. So, uh, oh, so they're like playing um, bacterial ping pong. Uh, I, I think so. So we should hope, you know, wish them the best in getting well. And likewise, for any of our listeners who are in the affected area of Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, and North Carolina, uh, please, well, we hope you stay safe. I'm a, I'm a hurricane survivor, so I hope all of you will be too. Everyone batten down the hatches and stay safe. Yep. And, you know, you can always uh, drink a few hurricanes uh, while you're at it. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, in addition to Apica, who's our new sponsor of News of the Dam for this uh, season, I want to bring to attention our pseudo deadbeat sponsor, that is GT Metrics. And, uh, you know, GT Metrics, we are not stalking you. We're, really, we're not. There's no need for the court order. So, um, all you have to do is show up on the show. <laughs> so, just just saying. Uh, uh, come on, you can't say that without explaining something. Court order? Come on now, J- James, are you causing trouble? Um, uh, no, no, no. Okay, no, just no, making no. sure, you know, I hear court order and something in the same sentence, you know, it, it does raise a little uh, I, or, I, I or cannot... you know, a question or two. Well, you know, they just won't take our calls, so that that's all. Um, few announcements before we get started. If you do have a News of the Damned event, uh, um, something that shows up that you think we should be aware of and should profile on the show, uh, please send it to us at notd at perfbytes.com, or you can use the hashtag pound N-O-T-D, notd on the Twitter, upcoming conferences and events, uh, exchanges to see us at. There are a bunch of us who will be at CMG Impact in November. That's in the San Diego area. That same week, later at the end of the week, is Test Bash Philly in November. So um, wait, before you even go any further, is the road trip is the road trip still on, or, or are we going to be flapping our wings? I, I think I'm going to be flapping my wings for this, because I I've, my presentation at CMG Impact is on Wednesday, 
uh, at breakfast, and I need to be in Philadelphia Thursday morning. So um, I, I yeah, couldn't I couldn't find a co-driver to do a cannonball run. That would be one heck of a cannonball run. That that would be a cannonball. Yeah. yeah it would be. Um, speaking of some place where we can't cannonball to, which is Whopper in New Zealand, spring next year. And uh, we have a special event this year. If you are going to be around the office or if you observe an issue on the day after Thanksgiving, uh, we will have kind of a a live event all day long. Um, If you see a disaster, ring us. Uh, We'll do instant analysis on kind of a live failure as it goes down. I like that. Live failures. Live failures. As they happen. Exactly. So we're going to try that as, as something new and distinct this year. Um, so with that, it's time for the stories. And Howard, this first one is one that you were a little frustrated at. Oh, yes. One, and you know, James, I'm just so surprised at this one, but it kind of goes to show that nobody's invulnerable. So guys... Who here has Netflix? I um, do. Well, I, I canceled it because they went back on that lifetime thing. Oh, I'm sorry, James. I yeah. still enjoy it. As a matter of fact, I was even enjoying a Netflix documentary before I came on to the show. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, some th- there's some things that I miss about Netflix. I like Marco yeah. Polo. I, think, I thought that was a visually stunning uh, miniseries. Visually stunning. Well, yeah. anyways, there's a new sh- there was a new show on Netflix uh Luke Cage, which caused Netflix to actually crash for two hours and caused much hate and discontent amongst their viewing audience. Now, Howard, Luke Cage, is that one of the Marvel things? Yeah, it is a Marvel thing. Yeah, I miss my Marvel things, but every time I watch one of late, I get this, Hello, boys and girls, I'm Mickey Mouse. I'm here to replace you with, uh, with workers that you will have to train. <laughs> I mean that that's really what I see when I see a Marvel film these days. It really it really um um sa- kind of saps the energy out of the film. I, I don't know. I've probably outgrown the Marvel films, James. It just they don't do anything at all for me anymore. I mean yeah. like the original ones were always fun and when I was a kid I loved Marvel comics. I mean remember that do you remember that infamous um Spider Man trilogy? Which one? I don't know. It was like one with, I don't even remember who it was with. But anyways, it's like, you know, one of those where the comic books, if they were in great shape, I probably got like hundreds of dollars for each one one. Because I had all the originals, but you know, my mom threw them away. So what, what, what can I tell you? But anyways, So there's my Marvel thing. But, but anyways, back to Netflix, it's just absolutely amazing that they had an outage. I mean, I personally have never heard of them having an outage before. Now, so now think, Howard, that's yes, not yes. true because just about... Two years ago now, there was an outage like at Thanksgiving that we chatted about. Um, and it, it was kind of in tandem with uh, maybe Superstorm Sandy coming through and stuff like that. Oh, I think I remember that one. So, But James, come on, you have to, let's, we all have to bear in mind that I, this guy just turned another year older and he's knocking on 60's door. So I just, my memory is not as sharp. Oh, okay. F- so fair enough. Shows now, right? Fair yeah. enough. You know, they do kind of all blend together, you know, yeah, one, one server crashing and spewing green acridews, and then another one crashing and spewing pink acridews. Right. Um, 
But I think the bottom line here again is Netflix is usually pretty solid, so it's just they they are. So so what happened last time is they had a very high dependency upon the Amazon cloud is where they were mm-hmm. streaming information out of, and immediately after that, um, Netflix essentially expanded their cloud points of presence, both inside of Amazon and they went to other providers. You know, they go to Microsoft, they go to the IBM cloud. They, sure, you get, you get Azure, you get whatever, you get Rackspace. There's, there's like a cacazillion providers it, out there. Exactly. Servers to be had everywhere. So, so what we have here is not necessarily <laughs> a, a single point of failure, which, which was the Amazon. When Amazon had issues, Netflix had issues. We actually have here a systemic failure under load, which I think may be the first for Netflix that we've seen. Yeah, which would definitely be different from the Hurricane Matt. Was it Matt? No. Oh, that's the next one. So, 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 I mean, so let's, let's, let's think about this. But that's a hell of a segue right into that one. It it, it is, it is. But I want to, I want to stay on this Netflix thing for just a moment. So um, you're, you were watching Luke Cage. Did it? Did it just simply become available at a certain time so everybody oh, wait, like, signed on to go get it? No, no, I wasn't watching Luke Cage. I heard about this. Oh. So I reported. I did not personally um, participate in the outage because I didn't, but I heard about it. That's why yeah, yeah. Mark and Martha were actually watching. Oh, they were participants. They were participants. They were they were part of the crowd that actually uh, caused the outage. So so Mark was a performance tester in this uh, case. So that's too bad Mark couldn't be here for this one. I, that bums me out more. It's sort of like when I had the, the Ticketmaster failures I got to personally experience and the mouse failures I experienced. So that would have been so much cool if Mark could have actually talked about this one in person now mark i'm i'm really bummed you're not here but i hope you're feeling better brother yeah so so tim western is online and he's like netflix outage but i thought they had the whole simian army uh well you know evidently you know even if you have the simian army you can be overwhelmed i heard they i heard they monkey around way too much anyways oh oh howard I'm, I'm glad it's a Friday for that comment. I think we should just blow right into Hurricane Mass. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, that, that's an excellent uh, transition there. So uh, the next one is Hurricane Matthew. Uh, it's coming up the coast as we speak. People in Florida are horribly impacted. Georgia's next. Uh, I'm in the Carolinas. We're, we're expected to get it uh, tomorrow pretty heavily. It's been raining. Yeah, how's it going to affect you being more in the western part of the state? Um, I'm just going to get a bunch of rain. Is, is what it boils down to. Maybe a little bit of wind, but if we get a lot of rain and saturation, a little bit of wind, we'll get some trees that get blown over and maybe, maybe some um, some electrical issues as a result. So, But we're far enough inland that we're not going to get the primary hit, which, which is oh, good. That's very good for you. But um, the, the challenge with Hurricane Matthew is the National Hurricane Response Center, which is our National Hurricane Center website, which is managed by NOAA, Howard, it went down. Oh no! You know, but so so this is this is one of those events like you know Powerball when it gets to five hundred million. 
yeah, I get it. Everyone wants to know what's good. Everyone who feels they're going to get affected want to get on the site and figure out what the heck do I have to do next? Exactly. I've, I've been kind of avoiding the site. I've been going to like Weather Underground and Weather Channel and things of that nature. But I went to the um, National Hurricane Center website today and looked at it. And, and I got to tell you, they have some challenges. And one of the challenges that they have is right off the bat, they have no CDN. So they have no way to distribute the load under these high load events. So, James, you're telling me you've already run this through PageSpeed or YSlow? Uh, I, I did. I grabbed GT Metrics. I went and looked at it. They have no CDN. They are, they are doing some other things which are poor in nature, which would go along with not having a CDN. That is, their, their cash model is really, really poor. Yeah, They're not really that. compressing a whole bunch of information. And as a result, their their score on YSlow and PageSpeed is really, really bad. There are, however, some very small things they could do that would exceptionally improve their scalability. Yeah, um, like enabling compression? Well, not, not so much enabling compression. The, ch- the challenge they have is a lot of their data is time-based. That is, so you get a forecast, and it's there for a period of time, and then it's replaced with another forecast. We're going in a different direction. Okay. So what would happen in this case is if they were to simply timestamp their files according to the forecast and cache them for, say, 10 hours, one, if if you're going to your desktop and you looked at it once and you go back, you're going to fetch it from local cache, but they really should have a CDN. And, and it, it really doesn't matter where that CDN is. It could be in Amazon. It could be, you know, where they roll their own. Um, it could be um, Akamai. Uh, Akamai has a government uh, solution set that would work very well in this case. It could, it could be a ton of different things. It could be a ton of different things. And you know what? They could, they could turn it on and off during hurricane season. So the, the way a lot of these uh, CDN providers work is they want to manage your DNS. So uh, that's a part of the solution set that allows them to redirect to the local CDN node, depending upon where you're coming in from. Well, if, if during hurricane season is when you're getting your exceptional load, maybe you only want to enable that service during hurricane season. For the rest of the year, just turn it off. Well, you know, the CDN does allow for, CDNs do allow for elastic load balancing. So, you know, you could, you could flex up if you need to. But, you know, there's another really good. So here's one thing, and I totally agree, James, about the seasonal thing. Yep. I think why some people are, are, are reticent to do it is CDN, you know, traffic coming in through your CDN costs money. You pay for that traffic. So when you have that extra traffic coming in, you're going to pay for it. So probably, I love the suggestion of, Hey, even if you don't need it all the time, or if it's too expensive, at least at least deploy it when you know you're going to have a big traffic hit. Yep. And um, you know Tim Western, he's in in you know the Virginia West Virginia corridor, and where they've had a lot of rain. So of course he's very interested in what's going to come with this hurricane. Is it going to get far enough north that he's going to get more rain, and his neighbors are going to get more rain because they've really been pounded with rain. And, you know, Tim, he wants to go and look and see what the models say. And, you know, the models are not going to change that much. They generate those about once every six hours. 
Why not mm-hmm. cash it for six hours? Absolutely. Yeah. And and if you would just name each new model with a timestamp on it, you could cash it for six hours. But if you come out with a new model two hours later and the website refers to the newer model, well, your old model is just going to naturally age out of cash and not be requested anymore. And you can set time up values on your cash so you can do whatever you need from that perspective. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah, right. I, I, I like the concept of... Uh, when you have time-based data like this, naming it with a timestamp, and you can set your cash expiration actually quite high, knowing that it's going to naturally age out of cash because no one's requesting it once you get a new time-stamped document. So just think how simple of if you think about just think about how simple of um, a remedy this is. Just naming with a timestamp, mm-hmm. not a lot of hard coding, not a lot of figuring out what the heck to do and how to design it. Just a simple name. If you would just name it with a timestamp and put a 10-hour timeout on on those timestamp-based items, for the rest of the items, the style sheets, the images, um, you know, other more static components of the website, you know, put a two- or three-day timeout on those things, you could very easily survive enormous load uh, without having to worry about these issues. Amazing. So speaking about putting some lipstick on a pig, I mean, um, <laughs> that was not. Sir, nice. you are the king of transitions today. Oh, I am the transition master. Yeah. So I love it when cosmetics crash websites. Yes, and, and I love it when celebrities crash websites. But here we have a dead celebrity crashing a cosmetics website. Oh, that is just like the best of both worlds, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So uh, this comes from one of my favorite magazines in the country, which is Texas Monthly. Uh, if you ever, what makes Texas Monthly one of your favorite magazines? Jim? Well, uh, I'm, it's hard to put a, an absolute finger on it, but um, you know their their annual barbecue episode episode uh, or I, I, annual barbecue um, uh, periodical I, I may be the thing that puts it over the uh, over the edge. As, I as can definitely perfect. see about how that would put it over the top. Yeah, but uh, but actually, Texas Monthly has a lot of great articles, very long long narrative stories in the magazine. Um, it's not quite you know um, you know the Oxford American uh, magazine or anything of that nature, but it it is a really good magazine of, of Texas culture. Uh, if you ever find one, pick it up. Um, yeah, you're, we're giving a commercial for Texas Monthly right in the middle here. I, I was going to say, and it sounds like the anti New Yorker. Um, it, it, well, um, actually it's, it's produced by a whole bunch of people in Austin and they would probably be quite at home in New York city or Seattle or someplace ah, like that. So They're, maybe I have a misconception. Of yeah, they, right. they are, uh, they are, um, kind of out of the norm for Texas, ah. but they produce a very well-written magazine. And it's, well, it's, you know, it's, there's, a, there's a lot of great barbecue in Austin. Yeah. 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 Pro- arguably, I think from barbecue aficionado is one of the best considered one of the best barbecues in the country is in Austin. Yep. So, so so let's, let's get back to your, your kingly transition here. We have our pop star, Selena. Selena. So if you remember, uh, there was a movie uh, made about um, this singer's life. um, I guess maybe. I think a deranged fan or something. Yeah. Yeah. Head of the fan club. It was like 15 or 20 years ago. It was a while ago. 
Yeah, and uh, I think that was Jennifer, one of Jennifer Lopez's first films, if yeah. I recall. Well, I wouldn't know. Okay. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, MAC Cosmetics uh, came out with a line of cosmetics that celebrated this uh, particular Tejano singer, Selena. And, of course, her fan base is still quite large, particularly in Texas, and they went nuts trying to buy it at the local stores and, of course, online as well. And I believe so, they were actually camping out, James, at the stores to go get by the makeup the next day. Well, so well, I, wouldn't you? Of course I would. Yeah. But no, I wouldn't because I'm a, I'm a computer guy, so I would be just, I'd be lurking on the site waiting for whatever the, the time is and then flooding the url you'd be uh building the bot and and trying to sell it to the people who are (laughs) hanging out on the website with uh critical ad placement um so so but but this is exactly what happened is is uh her fan base uh simply mobbed the stores uh purchased it out and of course mobbed the website as well um i've i've had a chance to go up to the mac cosmetics website and, um, you know, they're, they're doing some things okay. Uh, they do have Akamai as their CDN provider. So they have a CDN. They have a CDN, but their cash model, when I did some spot checking for some of the resources, seems to be kind of poor. I what, looked at, they, what are they doing? Well, I, in some cases, I was looking at the header files, and there was no cash information in there at all. Really? Yeah. So that that would seem it's like, woohoo, we got a CDN. Woohoo, we got a CDN, but we don't know how to use it type of thing. So, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, y'all told us to get a CDN, so we did. Exactly. Well, Matt Cosmetics, I think, is, is Echoer in New York. Oh, so, right. never, uh, never mind, Booby. You told <laughs> me to get a CDN, so I did. There you go. So, um, but, so they've got a CDN. And a lot of the resources on their pages are dynamic in nature as well. A lot of timestamps that are included as parameters. So even with the CDN, they have a lot of CDN busters who are are going to push through and and kind of distort the load on the origin servers, which which is so unfortunate. Isn't, isn't that an interesting thing? Obviously, they didn't test it. They just put the stuff up there and said. Marketing campaign, let's go. Exactly, exactly. We have a celebrity, we have a limited quantity, and of course, um, looking at uh, lessons learned from Yeezy, Kardashian, and Rihanna, um, we know that this, of course, can work uh, flawlessly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And if, if I wonder if they even, I wonder if they even warned the performance team if there was a performance team that. They were going to do this marketing special, or I wonder if they warned um, because you know they could have a CDN going forever on other things, and it could be mistuned. But since they never had this much of a, an influx of traffic before, they wouldn't have seen it was mistuned till now. Yeah, so so there's a good rule of thumb: if you're having a spot sale of any nature, make sure 100% of those resources are cached in the CDN. You don't want anything that is touched on the back end until someone adds an element to their shopping cart. At that point, you want to involve the back end because now they're a potential revenue source. 
But if they're just coming to the website and they're looking and reading and getting information, you don't want to involve your back end. They are not a they're not interesting as a revenue producing user at that point. Now the back end will not be your friend and all that traffic flight. Exactly. So if you if you involve the back end too early in a spot sale condition like this, instead of having uh, 5,000 people add something to the shopping cart and go through and check out, you may, you may now have 50,000 or 100,000 or 150,000. And, and depending upon when you time out, if your marketing professionals tell you wait 30 minutes to time out, maybe in the end you've got a half a million um, you know dynamic session objects loaded up in your server before anything starts aging out. And and that that'll just kill your performance. Mm-hmm. Other comments, yeah. Howard? No, but I was going into a break, so I was getting ready to go into a break to segue. Go for it, dude. Speaking of killing performance. Yes. Guess what we have next? What? Oh, one of our fake it's not an airline. So what it's, could it's, it be? It's Yeezy Kardashian? No. But, he's, but, but Yeezy's my favorite. He's oh, my favorite Kardashian. Maybe your favorite Kardashian, but what's our other favorite crashing subject besides airline? And it both has to do with the D word. Hmm. Hmm. The D word. T. Oh, T word. The T. Tommy. Tommy. Tina. Hmm. Hmm. I think I want to go to an event, so I need to buy a... Ticket. Uh, da, 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 da. We well, have yeah. a ticket failure. Okay. I, I, and, and where is this ticket failure, Howard? It would be across the pond with our friends in the UK. Wow. Yeah. I, Glastonbury I, 2017. So, one thing that, that interested me about this, this story, as I was looking at it, I was prompted with an inline advertisement for an application for a pound 49 that could guarantee that I get Glastonbury tickets. And I wonder what they were selling, James. They, they oh, were wait, se- wait, wait, wait. Don't tell me that I want to change my voice. I wonder what they were selling, James. They were selling purchase bot. Purchase bot, purchase bot. I want a purchase bot. I want a ticket. 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 Yeah. Here's your ticket. Here's your ticket. Anyone else who doesn't purchase a purchase bot, you lose. You lose. Exactly. So that that was kind of the funny thing about this story. But, uh, you know, looking at the, the Glastonbury Festival, it had all of the characteristics that we normally see in a in a ticket failure which uh, is tickets go on sale at a particular time. It mm-hmm. has a limited supply. Mm-hmm. Everything is well known in advance. In, in this particular case, there was uh, something called the Coach Package, which I guess was an upgraded package for the Glastonbury Music Festival. And uh, they went on sale at a particular time. And um, it didn't take too long where they were sold out. And, in fact, the server crashed. Did it crash before or after it sold out? Uh, well, I, I think it was partially the way through when it crashed. And these tickets were not insignificantly priced. They're um, um, 238 pounds oh, uh, so. plus a $5 booking fee and um, a coach price. 
uh, which is 21 pounds from Bath or 107 pounds from Glasgow. So you've got... Transpor- oh, I guess the coach would be transportation. Though. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so it's an upgraded ticket, including transportation and probably some facilities, you know, specific to this group and things of that nature. But, um, um, yeah, we, we need to figure out a way to, to get these ticket uh, groups together so they can all start comparing notes. Um, it was about a month and a half ago that – Congress asked uh, executives from Ticketmaster and a bunch of other um, ticketing providers to come to Congress to 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 actually uh, educate them on the issue of bots. Really, that's an interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah, because what happened is you had a whole bunch of people from Congress who wanted to go see Hamilton, <laughs> and um, they were not able to get tickets to uh, Hamilton because of shopping bots. So now that Congress is impacted, they want to do something about it. And all that's going to happen is the bots are going to move offshore. Uh, realistically, you need to write rules based upon behavior, not on location, to block these these bots out. And it's easy to do. It, yeah, is, really, it is really it is easy, to easy to do. It is very easy to do because yeah. the bots have some pretty um, – I've seen bots with very uh, distinct characteristics. And I think we've talked about it on the show before, but one of my favorite – one of my favorite bot spotters is when I see um, a, something list, listed as Safari coming in on Android. Exactly. Or if I see something that, that has a user agent of Curl yeah. or Java uh-huh. or VB or C Sharp, anything of that nature. Um, if, I see a bot, if I see requests coming from um, Microsoft Cloud Azure, um, uh, Amazon AWS, Rackspace Cloud, well, you know what? There are no no people there. They're just a bunch of computers. So just block off those whole subnets. Now, here's another interesting thing, too, is, you know, let's talk about a crash. I know Glastonbury's huge, right? I bet you there's, like, literally hundreds of thousands of people trying to get tickets to this yep. thing. Yep, So, I mean, how does a company really, really prepare for that event? Now, with that being said, I'm going to say, like, the U.S. Olympics, or I'll say the Olympics, they, the Olympic um, International Olympic Committee, uh, we do some testing with them, and we actually are testing, like, literally hundreds and hundreds of thousands of users. But, I mean, that's a very specific, well-known event, right, where, you know, these ticket and, events. And the Glastonbury Music Festival is not? You know, but, um, you know, I'm just thinking it's just, um, eh, whatever. Maybe I'm thinking too weird right now. I'm just trying to think from a, a cost effect. You know me, James. I like to get into the ROI and the cost effectiveness of something, and maybe it's yep. okay. Maybe they're thinking it's okay if it crashed because they already sold the damn tickets out. Or when it comes back up, guess what? They're going to sell the tickets anyway. Yeah, but then you're going to get a, a tidal effect when you have a server like this that goes down. So it goes down, it comes back up, you have another wave come and hit it, take it down, and, and and so you're going to get progressively smaller waves coming uh, over yeah. time, but your your outages are going to continue kind of serially. No doubt, not arguing that. I know you'll still have outages, right? But again, maybe they don't care because it's this is something like this event is the exception versus the rule. And and that's why I think some music artists may not care. Uh, if a bot attacks their website and buys out an entire stadium, say, in five minutes, because they get their revenue faster. 
Exactly. And Not only that, all those bots are all you know, all those bots are going to all the second the second um secondary market anyway. So they made their money one way or they've made their money. Everyone's made their money one way or another. Yeah, yeah. Bot bot uh buys it from A and then immediately posts it to um you know, eBay, Craigslist half a dozen other forums uh with a uh a baseball cap attached to it where the baseball cap is $5,000 and the ticket is face value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, not to be decoupled, you know, it cannot be sold separately. Yeah. Cannot be sold separately. Yeah. 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 All right. So I think we've ticketed our tickets, but guess where we get to go next? Where? Down under. Oh, Oh, so uh, we're, we're hopping off the UK and we're going to Australia. Um, no, not quite Australia. Next door. Oh, oh, Tanzania. No, not Tanzania. Um. Begins with a new. (laughs) Oh, New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. And next to New Zealand. We're we're, we're in New Zealand. Yeah, we've, we've had a few of late from New Zealand. And, uh, and I was only thinking of Whopper anyways. That's why I thought it would be a little more apropos that we were going. Exactly. We, we might have to invite some of our uh, storied individuals from New Zealand to come join us at Whopper. Mm-hmm. Um, so this particular story, Howard, is directly related to airbag failures. Um, I don't know if you are impacted by this, but Takata, an airbag manufacturer who sold to many, many um, automobile manufacturers worldwide, worldwide has had a a worldwide recall. In essence, yes, they have, and it's been going on for a while, and it's been causing issues all over the place. And it just so happens that our friends in New Zealand seem to be very um, what's the word I'm looking for prompt and efficient. About yeah, evidently, um, uh, Takata um, had some miscommunication on the line between their Claymore manufacturing for the military. <laughs> And their airbag manufacturing unit. So uh, you have airbags going off that are throwing metal shrapnel. Just which like Claymores. Exactly, which is not a good thing if, if you need an airbag. Um, so this has reached news. Is that like adding insult to injury? Not only you're like smashing into something, but now you're being showered by shrapnel? I, I, I think so, yeah. 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 So um, this has finally reached New Zealand, and the... The New Zealand government has put up a website that that says, "Are you affected?" Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Time out. Yeah. It finally reached New Zealand. Well, what's it mean? They were like doing the recall by importance of country or something, <laughs> and or by in alphabetical order. And New Zealand was down because of the Z. They said, "Ah, we'll we'll throw out the new." There's a Z. You're going down the end. Well, you know, maybe New Zealand, maybe the government there, you know, um, for instance, you know, there's a lot of hobbits in New Zealand and uh, they have to get agreement with the elves and the orcs and and everyone else, you know, before they actually do anything big in the government there of New Zealand. So um, anyway, eventually the government got around to putting up a website and um, since the government put it up, clearly, you know, everybody has to go see it. Well, they want to see if their car's on it. Well, I mean, didn't you, didn't you go see it? Although when I saw it, I just saw it in a PDF. My dad just sent me the PDF, and I looked at it. So he probably just downloaded the PDF. It was probably, you know, maybe it was served through a PDF here, and, 
at static content in CDN, it was real easy to go get it, but they didn't quite learn that in New Zealand. Well, I actually went to my manufacturer's website. I went to Volkswagen.com to, uh, to look at this information because, you know, I, well, I have a diesel, so I'm going there every week anyway to find out when my <laughs> diesel check is coming. So, um, you know, I didn't have to go to a government website in this case, but they, they put it up. You get all these people coming to the government website, and um, and and this this article just has some classic classic quotes. Um, so there's a, uh, a consumer affairs minister, Paul Goldsmith, said he was disappointed with the government's recall website, and um, this is as a, well he should be disappointed as, as well as he should be. Yeah, but here, here's a quote from Mr. Goldsmith. I'm advised. The trading standards team are looking at optimizing the site's ability to deal with similar spikes should they occur in the future, he said. Well, I kind of, I, I could hats off to Mr. Goldsmith on that. Then. So, or, or should I say Minister Goldsmith? I, I guess it would be Minister Goldsmith. Hats off to Minister Goldsmith for at least learning from his mistake instead of just saying, oh, well. The, the, the challenge I have is that almost no monopoly provider actually fixes the problem. And government providers who use primarily contractors to do the work, the contractors have no incentive to actually fix the problem. Because if they fix it, they won't get another bite at the apple. Or, well, I look at it the other way. If they fix it, maybe they'll get a bite at a bigger apple. Um, I, I, I point to case in point, healthcare.gov. Still going down years later. Oh, you just said mentioned the name of the site that shall not be mentioned. I I I named the the site that shall not be named. Um, so if you hear a loud knock at my door, um, just um, you know ask your congressman where I've disappeared to. I, I'm frightened, James, because we're tied together on the show. Oh no, there are headlights in my driveway. <laughs> That that might be one of your sons stopping by to to mooch dinner. Uh, that's all it was. I, I feel better now. <laughs> so um, th- this this is not unusual where you have a site which has almost idle activity most of the time. Uh, not unlike uh, the hurricane website as well with Noah. So it's it's virtually idle most of the time until you have an event of a newsworthy nature, and uh-huh. then all of a sudden all of this load comes together. And um, in the case of New Zealand, they don't have much of an excuse because you could actually use the Gov Cloud. I'm sure New Zealand has a Gov Cloud as a, hey, as a caching everyone. mechanism. Well, of course, you know if you're a first world country, you've got a Gov Cloud. They, they really could have used their Gov Cloud. Yeah. Although you know, I see a quote here that's kind of fun. What what's what's the quote? It's probably not considered critical infrastructure. Oh. Uh, th- there's another one here. It's like, yeah. the ministry might not have anticipated a lot of traffic to the recall website and would not have wanted to over-engineer it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just I just want to find the person who made that assumption and just smack them and say, you know what? You engineer it well, whether it's big, whether it's small, whether it's medium-sized, whether it's hot, whether it's cold, you engineer it properly. Period. End of story. That's why you are um, acting as an advocate for the taxpayer's money. 
Uh, here's another great one. Speaking of taxpayers' money, I love the next quote here. Yes. If you had a site that was totally gold-plated, you'd be asking why it cost $10 million, he said. And, and you know, in, in this case, it would not have cost $10 million. They no. They could have had <laughs> they could have engineered small documents for each brand that was impacted in New Zealand you know you have a Ford here's your Ford document you have a Volkswagen here's your Volkswagen you mean document. just posting a PDF up in the cloud up in the exactly. up on their CDN and they could just pull it off by yeah and, and you could exactly and then you could say here are the years and model numbers impacted it would probably be one or two pages per manufacturer yeah, and they would not have was. had it would not have had this problem it was easy, I know. Like I said, when my dad sent me the PDF, I looked at the PDF, which he had gotten online, and I, he brought sent me the the manufacturer that of the vehicles I owned. I looked them right up, and I said, I'm good. Cool. It was yep. like a page each, whatever. Yeah. Let's so go. I guess it doesn't have to be gold-plated, gold-plated, does it, pal? Well, you know, probably for the cost of what, it, what uh, they built the website initially for, um, it they might have gotten a gold-plated website anyway because, you know, we we all know how government contracting rates are. Yes, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of gold-plated. Yes? There's a new Disney collection of sleepwear. I wonder if, Mi- I wonder if Mickey comes to your house and says that uh, you'll be fired if you... No, sorry. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I, I stuck this one in the bots file. Yeah, because um, I love it. This is awesome. Keep going. This is a great... Ladies and gentlemen, this is a great story. I highly recommend that you continue with listening. So um, a clothing manufacturer company down under, I guess, in Australia and the New Zealand area, Bonds, um, the Bonds released a new Disney collection of sleepwear and onesies. Is that the 007 of manufacturers? Um, I don't don't think so because it did not mention any secret compartments or anything else in the the sleepwear or onesie collection. And, you know, I I might pay money to actually see um, all of the cast of James Bond wear onesies. You know, (laughs) I think that would be hilarious. So, um, So angry mothers complain to the website, keeps crashing, and others take to eBay to sell their spoils for five times the original asking price. So clearly, there are bots involved here. I, I'm getting cosmetic deja vu. Uh, exactly. Well, there may not have been bots involved in the in the cosmetics. No, but, but just the re, the resale part. That's all yeah, really yeah. You, you have a you have a classical spot sale condition, which is generating larger than normal load. Um, I did not go to the bonds website uh, to see uh, what was going on there. Um, Howard, I don't know if you want to go and take yeah, a look I'm real quick. I'm going to go see if I can figure it out now. Bonds. What is it? Bonds of Australia or something? Well, let's see. I know they have a Facebook page. Let me see if I can check their Facebook page and, and get a get a website for you. Mm-hmm. Bonds.com.au. 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 Yep. Maybe I'll get it right here. Bond Stores Melbourne. Bonds.com.au stores. I guess there's no stores near me. Oh, wait. So but but you know what? There, there you go. A dynamic element right there on the front page when you try to connect. Oh, so Find a store near me. 
So, so oh, yeah, here so, we go. So right away, right off the bat, you're involving some dynamic interaction all the way to the back end as soon as someone arrives. And, and th- there is the pattern of failure under these large load situations. My guess is they also have, you know, some sort of default cart object. Uh, which, oh, my God. I yeah. see Mickey Mouse. Are you getting the Mickey Mouse in the headphones? Sorry, I shouldn't have pressed that, but. No, that, no. There's a, big vid, there's a big video that you're loading right there. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Click into the Disney thing, and then you get a, visit, you get a video with some kid in his happy Disney clothes. Oh, look at that. We have dynamic. Uh, we have the Disney quiz dynamic scrolling with Mickey and Daisy and Donald and Goofy and Minnie. So, so you've got all of these dynamic elements in play. Yeah. And, and, and Howard, I'm guessing. And right below, you get the crop and hipster boy leg. And what is this? Now, Howard, okay, I, I, I imagine you haven't even put anything into the cart yet. No, I haven't, James. So I'm, I'm looking at GT metrics in this case. Um, clearly, they have an optimizing images problem. They have a browser caching problem. Um, they have uh, deferred parsing of po- uh, JavaScript. They're not doing minification. Um, apparently, no CDN network, at least not that uh, Weisslow and PageSpeed can figure out. And, and looking at um, the website itself and, and some of the waterfall-type items that come out of it, um, it seems to be very, very JavaScript-heavy, uh, which you are certainly seeing. I am not getting served out of these. Yes. Heck, they even have a 404 right on the front page. And and they have postbacks that are going on as as soon as you come to the site. This this is this is crazy. Anything you can do wrong, they pretty much managed to do it. They they have they have done a lot of bad here. Um, and who pays? But the little kids who want their Disney clothing. Exactly. It's the so they're, they're it's spoiling. the children. It's the, the children, children are the ones that are suffering. It's the children. Yes. You know, let, let me let me pick a um, um, a font as an example, just just to see if if they're caching things effectively. So I'm I'm looking at the uh, cache on a font, which is a, a WOFF formatted file. These things generally do not change very often. And so the date of the request is 7 October. Uh, the date of the expiration is 8 October. Never. When it, is it? It's 8 October, uh, roughly one hour from now. Oh, well, that's it. Yeah. So you, you have a situation where their their cash model is very ineffective for things you know that knowingly should take a long time to cash, such as fonts, and uh, that's a that's a usual um, indicator of other issues related to performance. Oh, you should see. I want. I just Mark gets mad when we both do this together. But Mark, you're not feeling well. Give me a break. So I just popped this through. Uh... PageSpeed just for fun. Yeah. It PageSpeed rate ranked at a 39 out of 100. Yep. Yep. PageSpeed, it's pretty brutal. 
Yeah, yeah. And that was desktop. Mobile was thirty-two. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Why slow doesn't give it much better? It's about fifty-one percent out of a hundred. So both of them are are really really um, not happy. So they really need to find the James Bond of uh, performance engineers to help fix their side. God help them if they ever have Daniel Craig in a onesie. (laughs) I I think that would take the website out once again. Yes, it would. Yes. Yes. Too much. Oh, I think we've we've run through the gamut, James. We, We have, Howard. We have come to the end of another edition of News of the Damned. Just, you know, we had so much fun. We had Netflix. We had weather causing issues. We had celebrity we had celebrity cosmetics. We had tickets. We had bots. What a fun-filled show it was tonight, James. And you know what? I, I think today we should just call it the CDN show, especially for the National Hurricane Center. And just small changes combined with a, a content delivery network would have saved them uh, from any sort of issues and made them more responsive uh, to those of us who are in the hurricane-impacted area. And for those who don't understand CBN, that's Charlie David Nancy. Exactly. So, Howard, is there anyone that you would like to thank as we close out the episode? Of course, James. You know, I always want to thank the lovely Mrs. Chorney for uh, supporting me and letting me indulge myself in this awesome show that we do. And, um, of course, I want to thank our listening audience, because without you, well, we're just talking to ourselves. I'd, I'd like to thank Mr. Western for uh, tuning in. Um, I'm sure my mother is tuned in as well, and I'll get feedback, um, you know, probably within the hour on how the show went. Nice. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. Have a great week. Uh, we'll talk to you same time next week.